Hello, Santa bitches! It's Monday, August 3rd, 2020. Please enjoy part two of Arachnophobia, an academic discussion. What was the town doctor's wife? She looked super familiar to me. Uh, Happy Gilmore's grandma? Uh-huh. Yeah. That's it. Okay, I could not put my finger on it. Mm-hmm. Can we go back just Classic. a second and talk about having a worse introduction to a town than your first two patients just keeling over? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. So that gives him the nickname Dr. Death. So everyone in the town starts calling uh, Jeff Daniels' character Dr. Death, which is not great. If you're a doctor, like... Not typically what the nickname you want, unless, of course, you're uh, Dr. Kevorkian. Anyways, we, nice. loo- we lose two people, and then the doctor, yeah, the doctor then gets bitten while hopping off of his treadmill, which, what a treadmill. Technology is really yeah. advanced. Who treadmills right before bed? Yeah, that's going to keep you up all night. And who yeah. puts it in their room in that specific spot, like at the foot of yeah, the it bed? It was just like in the middle of the room. Anyway. Old people. No, that's fair. <laughs> but I feel like, like I've seen a treadmill in a bedroom before, and typically there's a certain age demographic. Also, he was halfway to the shower when his wife was like, the floor is cold. So by the time he would have gotten <laughs> to the shower, he would have taken the same amount of steps to go back and put on his slippers. And he was standing on a rug. My favorite part is when he's dying, he just goes, oh, damn, damn, damn. <laughs> <laughs> So with Metcalf now dead, Ross becomes Kanima's town doctor. Knowing Metcalf was bitten by a spider and that a minute amount of unknown toxin was detected in his body, Ross suspects deadly arachnids could be infesting the town. So Ross and county coroner Milt Briggs perform an autopsy on the victims and confirm Ross's suspicion that the deaths were caused by spider bites. Ross asks Atherton, who is the um, professor or the, the scientist at the beginning of the movie, the country's leading expert on spiders, to aid his investigation. Skeptical Atherton sends his assistant, Chris Collins, who becomes convinced there's a deadly strain of spiders in Kanaima. So Ross and Chris manage to catch one of the spiders. Which brings me to the scene where, okay, so they've kind of figured out, hey, these spiders, they deadly. <laughs> We need to, like, keep track of these spiders. So they go to the... I think they go to the doctor's house to try to catch the spider that killed him. I thought no, it was, it was yeah. the old lady's house, It was right? the old lady's. I thought it was the old lady's house. It, yeah. Somebody died in that house because yeah. of a spider. Anyways, then we really see for the first time, like, how terrified Jeff Daniels' character is of spiders. And it's, like, almost comical. Yeah, but at the same yeah. time, like, at this point, if I know this town's infested with deadly killer spiders one i'm not looking to try and help and find them i'm looking to get out get out of there yeah why did Cut he have losses. to take a step towards the spider for that guy to put the cup down on the spider i thought the guy wanted him to put something i did on. like how the the know. spider and the chris collins character were like juking each other yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh it, it, it was a dance. That's, that's what i got yeah. it looked like it almost looked like the spider was mirroring jeff daniels and yeah. for the dude to catch it, he had to take a step forward so the spider would move forward. But we skipped one main point in this scene. What kind of person goes into a dead person's home yeah. and starts mm-hmm. eating their cereal? Deputy Sheriff named that's Lloyd. That's a total Lloyd move. TLM. Total the Lloyd bumbling move. Deputy Sheriff. Yeah. That's the app. That's that's just a signature he move. He quits looking after like 10 minutes. Not even ten seconds, and just digs into a box of checks that what was, was it? open. What do you mean? He, good cereal. He found what he was looking for. That was open. Well, that's true. 
and they're looking for spiders. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to eat this cereal. Lloyd wasn't looking for spiders. He was looking for food. Yeah, there's yeah, no way I would have helped look for spiders in that house. Not happening. I'm gone. No. I would have moved already. Oh, yeah. So once Chris, the Atherton's assistant who's come down to Kanaima, once Chris mentions the new species that Atherton discovered, they start putting the puzzle pieces together, and Ross realizes that the spider probably hitched a ride in, in Manley's coffin at the beginning of the movie. So Manley was the photographer for Atherton, who'd happened to live in Kanaima. The spider gets in the coffin, comes to Kanaima to raise hell, apparently. So once that, they kind of figure this out... That spider oh. knew what it was doing. The oh, entire yeah. time, when it hopped into the yeah. backpack, when that it hopped spider, into my chance to get off this island. Yeah. That spider, yeah. like, stalked and planned like a serial killer. It yes. knew what it yeah. was doing. It was hiding around corners, waiting to get, yeah. It's yeah. A, it was a smart spider. Yeah. Because of this, Atherton then's like, oh, well, I'm actually going to get up there. So now we have this team, essentially, of spider hunters, which is Atherton, Dr. Ross, Chris, Milt, Sheriff Lloyd Parsons. I actually would have watched the movie quicker if it was called Spider Hunters. And then, of course, the exterminator, Delbert McClintock, uh, played by John Goodman. When John he Goodman. showed up, all I just wrote, I wrote down, Goodman is a legend. That's yes, all I wrote down. Is. But can we, we skipped over a scene that was also very uncomfortable. The shower scene. Yeah. That's a that spider a little... going down the bare chest of a, what's supposed to be, I mean, you don't really see anything, you just see cleavage. But that's, that's a teenager, right? It like, seemed like just the director wanted to get some good shower scenes in there and just it did yeah. it seemed the obligatory place. shower because scene we didn't see movie. that girl like ever again basically the rest of the movie right she was like the the, the football coach's daughter, daughter. Yeah. yeah okay is that what it was right. but she was yeah. in the movie like for She's... 30 seconds total and that was yeah the 30 seconds yeah it was weird uh and that's yeah kind of where uh, no i guess uh john goodman's character shows up a little earlier in the movie and goes to investigate like the rotten floor. Yeah. Yes. Who calls yes. an exterminator for a rotten floor one? Well, Who buys was... a house without having the foundation inspected to make sure nothing's rotten? Insanity. Again, early nineties. They're they're moving Termites, towns. I guess. So, Still doesn't I matter. You have the house inspected. That's just good <laughs> business. Yeah. You're Goodness, Jeff right. Daniels. Sorry. But yeah, so. Uh, so Delbert shows up initially to take a look at the uh, the, the Jennings household, um, and he goes down into the wine cellar and looks at the wood, and basically is like, "Yeah, there's no termites. You just got bad wood. <laughs> bad wood. Bad wood." But what were your thoughts on the on the wine cellar? Well, part of it was that it was constructed with bad wood, which is hilarious. <laughs> My favorite favorite line of the whole scene was when he goes, I collect beer cans. I got, was it a Miller Lite can? Yeah, mislabeled it's got something. Mis- on it. 72 <laughs> Miller Lite can. Yeah. Only think, about 183 like, would, in circulation. I think the husband would like to take a look. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. said something later I would later pay good money I'll to address. hang out with John Goodman in that yeah. movie. Like, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, but like, who... Just it's also thinking, such oh, a big city guy thing, like... I'm from the big city. I like wine. Here's my wine cellar. There's this but, just hilarious juxtaposition of but also like something refreshing. Country just, bumpkin. Yeah. Just we're just going to turn this basement into a cellar, a wine cellar. Yeah. That's where we're going to put yeah. all our expensive stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just what it's like the no, there's more that goes into that. Yeah. yeah. You don't you don't just have a basement and then put wine in it and it becomes a wine cellar. I mean, I wish California, that's California, man. Jeff Daniels, you idiot. 
Well, I, California basements are different than uh, Midwest basements. Let's. I don't yeah. think Most California has basements, has basements because they so would just be underwater. It yeah. was probably built as a cellar for wine. So you guys are wrong. Don't act like you know. But how much? Don't act like you know. How much to where go? Where was this fictional town? Do we know? California. California. Part of California. <laughs> Do we know where? Okay. I don't. Thanks. I don't know if they ever mentioned like what yeah. area of California it's in. Because I can't imagine Southern California homes have basements. At least yeah, not normal ones. This is in the country, Kevin. Oh, good point. So essentially, now that we're kind of getting an idea of where the spiders are coming from and what they're doing and how poisonous they are, we're we're building this super team of all the characters in the movie all coming together to fight the spiders. And I think my favorite part is whenever they're all in like the the lab or whatever, and uh, John Goodman's character shows up and he introduces himself to Atherton, and he's like, <laughs> yes. "Great to meet a colleague." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great to meet a colleague. Can we talk about the spider stat that that scientist throws out a little bit earlier? He's like, yeah. in every suburban acre, there's 50 to 60,000 spiders. If that's true, then I'm terrified. Well, isn't there like you're never, isn't there like a stat you're never like more than three feet away from a spider at all times? I don't know. I don't yeah. like any of it. I don't either. I'm uncomfortable. Unless I know the better. Spiders don't bug me as much as like snakes. I agree. Yeah, what? if I was always three snakes feet away from a, a spider to me. or a snake, yikes. No. Well, yeah. If there was fifty to 60,000 snakes per acre, this would be a nightmare of a world. Yeah, I would hate it. I would just like living on the Dagobah system with Yoda. Yeah. No thanks. Um, so right. they discover the spiders have a short life expectancy. So Atherton tells them the spiders are soldiers sent out to eliminate potential threats for the lead male spider, the general. He learns that the general produced a queen, which it likely mated with to produce a second nest guarded by the queen, which could produce fertile offspring, possibly culminating in their worldwide dispersal. The group sets out to destroy both nests and kill the queen in the general. I like the idea of generals in the, in the insect species world. Yeah, have you I mean, ever... I don't like it, but just calling it something in general is hilarious. Have you ever heard of, like, an insect being referred to, or, like, spider, or any type of animal being referred to as a general? No, you got the queen bee, and that's it. Right. Or sometimes the queen ant or whatever, but... Yeah. Or the alpha male and whatever all I, I'm just going to start all, referring to all king animals as generals. All I know about the bug ecosystem comes from a bug's life, so I don't know. Well, I guess, are there any generals in that? Also is that, ants. Is that what the cricket is? Maybe. I don't know. I I was a Bugs Life person. Didn't watch ants much. This isn't a bug podcast. Let's get back to it. <laughs> yeah, no. So, deducing that one nest is in his barn, Ross sends Delbert to destroy it. Delbert finds Atherton dead, bitten by the general after disturbing the web. Atherton deserved it. Heck yeah. yeah. He went into yeah. the general's house. Yeah. Ross and Chris discover the spiders have killed Mortician, Irv Kendall, and his wife Blair. Which Blair, Mimi, Mimi. from Drew Carey show... <laughs> Yep. Shout out. My favorite part is that their their identity is a couple. The whole thing is just they, they snack the whole time. Yeah. That's Always. like me and Catherine. He walks into that, that morgue with a with a sandwich and just drops it down on, yeah. on a table on a that table. dead people oh, lay on. Speaking of sandwiches, how about the old lady's cat that steals the top piece of bread from a sandwich? But just I the thought top that piece was, of bread. I thought that was the that was in the morgue. In the morgue, yeah. That yeah. was in the morgue. Okay, yeah. even weirder. It just yeah. steals the top piece of bread. I feel like not the like rest a, of the sandwich. I feel like there's a big issue. I don't think you're supposed to bring food 
into that part of the mold. Well, looking past that. I'm no scientist. <laughs> I'm not a doctor. But all I can say yeah, is but that... But, you know, who are you going to hurt? They're already dead, right? It's Kanaima. What yes. What's the big deal? It's Kanaima. I feel like... I will say, I loved, so when they kind of start figuring out where the nest is at, we were just talking about uh, John Goodman a little bit ago, I love that scene where they're trying to like pinpoint the exact location, and uh, I think Collins asks for a map, he turns to John Goodman and says, hey, you got a map? And he's just like, oh, you think about buying here? <laughs> I, I, I lolled for a good five minutes, yeah. just because it was a nice break in that tension. He's easily the best character in the movie. Yes. It's not even close. Oh, he makes the movie. Absolutely. Like, I feel like if you didn't have John Goodman's character in this movie, uh, I don't think it would... Like, nobody would have cared as much Let's about say it. Like, it wouldn't be a 92% critic score on Rotten would, Tomatoes without right. John Goodman. It would have been taking itself way too seriously without John Goodman. Mm-hmm. John it's, Goodman in the movie lets you know that it's like, okay, this is we're not taking this too seriously, which I right. appreciated. Uh. So yeah, anyways, uh, after they find the mortician and his wife dead, Chris gets Jennings, the Jennings family out of their infested house, but Ross falls through the floor into his wine cellar, revealed to be the spider's second nest guarded by both the queen and the general. So, a couple things. Like, so, they find the... the floor coming back. They find the mortician and his wife dead, so then they go back to the Jennings house, because they use that map to figure out, oh, this is where it's starting, is at your house, in the barn, and in the home. It's also uh, cool the houses were like in a perfect circle. That's what yeah. But like, like a the, web. And his is in the middle. The <laughs> only part of the movie that made me uncomfortable is when they show up at the house and the spiders start like showing up everywhere. Yeah. Like that uh, was that, the only that part was of the movie. Gross. I can deal with yeah. the one on the walls, but when they start hanging down from the ceiling, it's like, oh God. Mm. I think it was when I they started coming out of sink. That just was gross every, too. Everywhere. Just like out oh. of uh, the walls, everything. Yeah. And it yeah. happened fast. It's like, guys, Jeff Daniels is here. Let's go. Because yeah. the family was yeah. hanging out Let's and get nothing him. was going on. Get him. Yeah, so they're able to get the family out of the house except for Jeff Daniels who falls through the basement floor into the wine cellar, which then leads to like the, the ultimate showdown of the film where mm-hmm. Jeff Daniels fights the big spiders. So... One of the things I noticed, there's a few things about this scene there's that really stand out. about this battle. The scene where the spider jumps on him and he has, like, the fight where it's just the camera rotating around <laughs> him for, like, a minute. It was, he's just like... Yeah. Like... Wouldn't he have been bitten and died by that point? <laughs> but also, this spider wasted zero time on Atherton. Just boom! Bam! Yep, you yep. Got him! But Jeff Daniels, he's like, no, let's dance. Let's dance, yeah. homie. This guy's afraid of yeah. me. Yeah. Let's make this slow death. So I love that Jeff Daniels' like first instinct was to like light the cellar that he was trapped in on fire everywhere. Yeah, it's like let's let's just I'm stuck down but here. But you know he when was, you're so let's in light a it on fire. stressful situation, you're just not thinking clearly. Nah, he was being heroic in that moment. He was thinking eradicate this. Yeah, Jack Nicholson vibes in The Shining. It like yeah. in the middle of that spider fight, he was like, I don't care about anything more. I'm going insane. I got a blowtorch. Well, let's end yeah. this now. Essentially, he first electrocutes the queen by sending her mm-hmm. into the... Circuit breaker. Fuse box. Circuit breaker. Fuse box. Yeah, circuit breaker, yeah. We're homeowners. Then Ross battles the general while attempting to burn the second egg sack. So trapped underneath fallen debris as oh, the general prepares to bite him, Ross overcomes his paralytic fear of spiders and flings the general into the fire. As the egg sack hatches, the general jumps out of the fire, Ross shoots it with a nail gun, 
sending the flaming spider into the egg sack and destroying the nest as Delbert. What a shot. So metal. So what took so, what took him so long to get someone down there to help him? This scene went on for like, it felt like 15 to 20 minutes and no one was coming to help him. Well, right. there's only one way in or out and it was like padlocked. So I don't know if they just, they probably just didn't even know he was down no, there. No, there was definitely more than one way in because he fell through well, the floor. Well, there's a, uh, like a million wow. spiders in the house. What a hole. Like nobody's gonna run back into right. that house. You gotta wait for John Goodman to show up with like all but the. But he was already torching them. Yeah. I don't think there was more than one way in or out though. They only ever showed the cellar door. into the basement. He fell through the, the floor. The second way was it. the big hole. But John Goodman isn't like Spider Man. He can't jump down the hole and jump back out. No, he got in there somehow. He just kind of shows up. Also, <laughs> why does the nail gun? Why does the nail gun sound like a gun? Like That's when he shoots gun. the spider, it's like. You ever also, shot a nail gun? Don't nail guns need like a compressor? Tools? Compressor? They yeah. do. Yeah. They call them up. Very so, much so. Nah, I'm, this was the '90s, so I'm not a handyman. Nail guns were better back there. I'm not a handyman, but also I'm just impressed again, with the shot. Why is this general taking its good lord, its decent time just to walk up? Jeff Daniels' leg. It's like, <laughs> I got you, buddy. Because again, like with this movie, no, it's like the spider, the main one, is like a, a the serial killer. It's it's stalking. He's like a he murderous exactly psychopath. When, is exactly, that, yeah. when has that ever worked in movies? It does. Like, you know what I? Anything that's why I've learned. Why are you expecting Quick. to be anything more than a movie? Because man, something that stuck out to me spider. was when he hit the spider with the wine bottle. It made a really gross noise. Thud. It was like <laughs> that spider is solid and huge, and it really it the same no- It made the same noise that the big old spider in Lord of the Rings makes. That's just the noise uh, spiders makes. What's the spider's name in Lord of the Rings? Jeff. <laughs> it's definitely Jeff. <laughs> Jeff the spider. Jeff Spider. Uh, Jeff so Spider. let Alex Reiner tell us in the mailbag what the spider's name is. Nerd. With the general, the queen, and exec destroyed, and the drones either killed by Delbert or left to die due to their reduced lifespan, the spider threat is over. So then the Jennings family immediately moves back to San Francisco. Good call. Where Ross's wine toast with his wife Molly is interrupted by an earthquake tremor. So this was the prequel to Tremors? I think so. Yes. That's all Probably. I got from that scene. I yeah, so it's it's very quick. They don't really like discuss it. It's just all of a sudden like spiders are dead. Boom, we're back in San Francisco. So Jeff Daniels spent the whole movie protecting this bottle of wine, the chateau. And then like he doesn't fight the spider with it because he's like, not the chateau. Can't use the chateau. Can't defend my life with this. They get to San Francisco, then he just leaves it on the floor during an earthquake and it spills out. What yep. come on. Well, to be fair, I don't think he was prepared for an earthquake, Kevin. Let's cut him some slack. He lives in California. In San Francisco. Cut him some slack. Cut him some slack. Okay. Well, I I think one of my favorite things about the ending scene is that something you really don't see in movies anymore is where, like, the credits start rolling while before Mm -hmm. the camera fades to black. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's just like That's a, a still frame thing. of the apartment. Yeah, yeah, I miss that. How come they don't yeah. do that anymore? Which is an apartment that's obviously when the tremor starts, you can tell in the background yeah. that like the background doesn't move. It's just the right. stuff in their building that's the moving. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Nice set piece. I just like yeah. how they so quickly moved back to San Francisco. They were right. Like, right. No I would thoughts. have explored other options. Like but maybe also, a different city. But if that's where they're from and like they're familiar and comfortable with it and you don't want to try anything new because you already learned a bad lesson from trying something new, like but why not just go back? You they were like back to the rat issue. race. 
You got rid of the main issue that was in that town. Now you've got all these clients because the other doctor's dead. And, and they're indebted really to you. Like that much. So they I guess really the town like of Kanaima, the town of Kanaima is without a doctor now. Because Jeff Daniels yeah. is self So Jeff Daniels is actually of kind of a bad guy. Yeah, so he's the villain of the movie. Hmm. If you think about it that way. Like not being able to provide health care to people in need. What a dick. But yeah, so here's some fun facts. A little, a few little fun little tidbits about the movie Arachnophobia. So it was the first film released uh, under Disney's now defunct Hollywood Pictures label. Which, yeah, so Disney wanted to have a uh, a movie studio or label that did more adult fare. Things that weren't necessarily super kid-friendly. And so they started with Hollywood Pictures, which I think then became Touchstone Pictures, if I am... I think you're right. Correct. Oh. Yes. So touch, it became Touchstone because I knew, yeah, anyways. So initially, too, when Jeff Daniels was signed on, he initially signed on to play Dr. Ross. The film was 100% a horror movie. Like, not, no lighthearted stuff at all. It was super dark, uh, serious More horror tense, movie. spider sex scene. And Jeff Daniels basically came on and said, yeah, I feel like this would be a better movie if it was like, a little bit more ironic. So they basically reworked the script. Jeff Daniels and Frank Marshall, the director, reworked the script to give it a little more ironic, funny tone. And then my favorite little tidbit. So one of the scenes where John Goodman's character is driving the exterminator truck, I think it's like one of the scenes where he first shows up. Steven Spielberg was sitting in the truck in the footwell. And basically, as they were filming it, he looked at John Goodman and said, no one will ever know I was here. <laughs> That's awesome. That's amazing. Steven Spielberg is in the movie Arachnophobia. You just don't ever see him because he's just hiding that in the truck. That sounds like a bill murray story i've heard yeah where he's yeah. in the diner that's exactly and he comes up and sits what i down thought and eats the yeah. french fry and it's like yeah. no one will ever no believe you yeah. that was the first <laughs> thing i thought of it's like no one yeah it was bill murray so yeah i mean that's pretty much it as far as our thoughts on arachnophobia unless you guys had any other like additional burning desires or questions or thoughts about it mm. i don't think so 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 let me ask you guys this then one by one Tom, yeah. would you recommend this movie? I think I'm more biased than you guys just because like, I did actually grow up watching this and like I really loved it growing up and I get it's not a perfect movie, but I still enjoy it. I think it's just kind of like, for all its faults that we talked about, I think it's just like a decent monster movie that's just fun to watch and, you know has well-paced tension in some in some parts and so i think if you're just looking for something uh fun and entertaining i think i, I think i'd recommend it kevin would you recommend arachnophobia well if i were to recommend it i would say definitely watch it in standard definition and two i shouldn't have had to spend 2.99 come on come on kenny i'm not okay. gonna get off it no i would say i would say uh seriously if you're looking for just a nice light-hearted uh spider thriller if that's that's your niche go for it that's a nice that's a nice watch but don't look anything up surprise yourself mob would you recommend this movie um i don't think i would recommend it but let me clarify this because i'm not just going to sit around and people are like let's watch a movie what should we watch and i'm going to say you know we should watch arachnophobia that's just not that's not going to come out of my mouth but if i'm at a friend's house like i'm going to tommy's and he's like guys i really want to watch arachnophobia I'm not going to sit there and say, no, and this is why we shouldn't watch it. Because you know what? 
it'd probably be a lot of fun to watch Arachnophobia with Tom in the same room. Because mm-hmm. live commentary always makes a movie much better. Definitely a better movie to watch with friends, I would say. If you're looking for a movie to watch with some some pals, um, with some other people, just know it's gonna, it, you know, it's probably not as scary as you might think it would be, and it's going to be entertaining because John Goodman is a legend. Hey, Kenny, I've got a question for you. Yeah. Would you recommend this movie? Would I recommend it? Here's what I'll say. I think it's a it's not a bad movie. I think that it's definitely aged since it was released in July of 1990. But I don't think it doesn't hold up. Would I recommend it? Not out of the blue. It's not a movie I'd be like, oh, you should really see Arachnophobia. You could probably go the rest of your life without ever watching Arachnophobia and be fine. But uh, yeah, like I said, it's a good movie. And you know, I, I would say if it's a, a lazy Saturday or Sunday and you're just watching TV and it happens to be on, it's a good movie to have on while you're just doing the laundry or like drifting off into a nap maybe. So that's what I'd Doesn't say. Doesn't seem like a nap movie to me. <laughs> eh, I don't know. That is it. Guys, we, we successfully talked about a movie on a movie podcast for the first time after about 20, 20 episodes. So, <laughs> look at us. Congratulations. Should we have the listeners pick our next movie? Um, no, because the listeners don't know what they're talking about. Well, that's we're a good the, point. We're they the experts. To, they listen to us to tell them. We'll what let they them know do. what we'll be talking about. Kevin, yeah, Kevin, tell them what to watch. I'm outside having, my mind. Having the listeners suggest a movie is how you end up renting and having to pay for cats. Yep. Oh yeah. You know what? That is true. Or yeah. the spy who dumped me, and we all know that you don't want to do that again. All right. Well, guys, thank you for joining me. And until next time, have a good day. I bet you would do. Bet you. Now it's time for Tommy's Mailbag and Movie Anniversaries. Welcome to the Mailbag today. Gonna read some mail. Gonna do some anniversaries. Mail, mail, anniversaries, anniversaries, mail. Mail, mail, anniversaries, mail, mail. That was your worst one yet. That I'm just going to get crazier and crazier. That was like the remix dubstep remix version that sucks. <laughs> I'm just like, I want to be like an experimental band with, that was, my, with my songs. That was the avatar of Mailbag. Oh, dude. <laughs> because when you thought it was over, it just kept going. <laughs> the sequel never comes out. Well, hey, guys. It's uh, another week. Another episode. More importantly, it's time for us to dig into that mailbag, celebrate some anniversaries, all that good shit. And then we got our handsome mailman here to to bring us the mail, Mm -hmm. Tom Bragg. Tom, what do we got in the mailbag today? Yeah, we got, uh, first question comes to us from Jennifer from Albany. Jennifer! Jennifer. Says, hey boys, I hear Jason Bateman is in talks to direct a new heist movie for Netflix. Huge fan of Jason Bateman, but I am not well versed in the heist genre. So while I wait with intense anticipation for this movie to be released, what heist movies do you recommend I watch to prepare? Tower Heist. (laughs) (laughs) Is that with Ben Stiller? Uh, yeah. I think Eddie Murphy's in it. Eddie Murphy, yeah. <laughs> no. Tower Heist. Cool. It, uh, the Ocean's movies, right? Yeah, Ocean's. Ocean's movies. What's the one with Denzel about the bank? Inside Man? Inside John Man. John Q. That's a great one. John Q. <laughs> I would also throw out uh, Logan Lucky. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 
get that on Amazon Prime. Really want to go deep. Is this Bateman movie supposed to be like a comedy, like fun yeah. heist, or like a serious heist? Uh, I don't. I kind of serious but funny. It sounds like it's gonna be more on like the drama side. That's so the thing more with serious. Bateman. He swings both ways. You can never, yeah, know. never know. He's great. Did anybody watch uh, The Outsider? On I started show? it last night. So scary. It's wild. It doesn't uh, end as it doesn't end as great as I've it starts, watched three episodes. But it's nuts. It's terrifying yeah. so far. Yeah, and that's Bateman. That's that's what Bateman like. He's that's very his good baby. at it. Well, he's got a yeah. messed up brain. He could do this heist then. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was technically Stephen King's brain. Well, yeah, interpretation of Stephen King's brain. A good up. execution. Bateman yeah. did that one movie. What was it called? The Gift. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was, that was pretty messed up too. Yeah, I hated that. It was good, but the way it ended was just like, nope, not a fan. Uh-uh. Was that Catherine Heigl? No. In the gift? No. I never saw it. It was Jason Bateman and, uh, was it Jason Clark? Rebecca Hall, I think. Rebecca Hall was his wife, and I always get Jason Clark and, uh, Joe, Joel, is it Edgerton? Edgerton. It was Joel Edgerton. That's right. Yeah, Yeah. Bateman's Bateman's a chameleon. He can do, he can do a lot of stuff. He can do comedy, he can do drama, you know. So, Tower Heist. Tower Heist. Tower That's Heist. our suggestion, Jennifer from Albany. Don't be afraid to throw heat in there. That's a great one. Oh, yeah. All-time classic. All right, cool. Uh, what else we got in there, Tom? We got from Alejandro right here in Colombia. Sup, Cine Minis. In your opinion, what was the last politically incorrect movie worthwhile before it came out of style? Huh. I guess now that, politically incorrect, but at that's the time like we watched it, it wasn't. I yeah. feel like that's kind yeah. of a weird question. Well, it's not a weird question. It's a good question. I think more like I, I think you can still make politically yeah. incorrect movies. I don't think there's any issue there. I do think that there are movies though that have aged well. Yes. Yeah. And so I'm trying to think of like one in particular. Yeah, it's a pretty good question. I'm like trying to think of movies that it was like, yeah, I love that movie. Then you go back and watch it, and you're like, uh, His- why did that's not gonna fly. I can remember like scenes from movies that I'm like, ooh, I wouldn't yeah. put that in a movie yeah. today. Does anybody yeah. remember the movie Jungle to Jungle? With yes. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. You know what? That's a great example. It's a little <laughs> old, but there's a scene in that movie where they, him and his son, get into a cab, and the son makes some sort of comment about like, oh, this car will take you anywhere. That's a miracle. And then Tim Allen's line is, well, it's a miracle that the cab driver speaks English. Yeah, oh. that's rough. <laughs> and now, like, you can't, you can't really like, say that. Whoa! <laughs> that, that, I mean, you know, so we talked about it a couple weeks ago, but like, How I Met Your Mother is kind of that. Like, it aged so poorly. I feel like in a short amount of time. But I don't think it's because it's inappropriate. I think it's just because it's not that good. Uh, right. I think there's a lot of like, I don't know. There's, I well, I guess like the there's Barney a lot character. of womanizing. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Of. Yeah. Barney Stinson really didn't. Yeah. Do well. But they ended up kind of like humanizing him a little bit more towards the end. Probably because they figured out like this is right, not yeah. going well. Not that that and justifies anything for that, but... It got really bad, so people stopped watching. Yeah. It's a terrible show. <clears throat> I should go back and watch it soon. That's a good question, though, and it's uh, too much for me today. I can't, so. Yeah, but I, I, I guess the answer, my, like if I were to answer that question, I can't really think of any like politically incorrect movies. Mm-hmm. 
or like when was the last politically incorrect? Because they never st- they never intend to be that, and so it's only after right. It's like you watch it ten years later, and you're yeah. like, oh no. Well, I mean, like I'm going through The Office, like I normally oh, yeah. do minimum once a year, and there's some episodes with some lines that it's just like now that is meant to be politically incorrect. I, I understand that, but yeah, like but I don't even think they would up. touch that subject today. You know, probably not. No, right. I just watched the gay witch hunt the other day. Yeah, exactly. Day there's, and, there's oh, just some yeah. lines that probably wouldn't be on TV. You know. Yeah, no, definitely not. So. Well, I, I, I apologize to Alejandro. I, I feel like maybe we didn't answer the question as well as he would have, or in the way that he would have wanted. But I hope he got us talking. Yeah, I'm trying to rack my brain because I, I think it's a yeah. good question that I want to have an answer for. I feel like most Will Ferrell movies are probably kind of offensive these days if they were made in like 2005. I don't know. I just feel like most offensive movies are trying to be offensive out of like ir- irony. So I don't think that's necessarily super offensive. But there I are there's there's an answer out there. We just don't have it right now. Yeah, yeah I guess. Yeah. What else we got? Yeah, we got one more. This comes to us from Rodney from Roachport. <laughs> oh, Rodney. Rodney <laughs> says. River River Rat Rodney in Rose Subject Port. line, Chris versus Chris versus Chris versus Chris. There can only be one Chris. Which do you choose? Pine, Hemsworth, Evans, or Pratt? F- kidding me? It's Hemsworth. Right. <laughs> There's no question. It's Hemsworth. We, we, don't, we don't have Chris Pine Wednesday. We don't have Chris, Chris uh, whatever Wednesday. It's Hemsworth. Eh, he's not the best Hemsworth, though. What? Chris you don't Hemsworth? think Chris is the best Hemsworth? Like we're talking best Chris, but you think there's a better Hemsworth? I, I, I think I think it's debatable between the best Hemsworth. Thor's fine. Does everyone love Thor more than me? They must. What are you talking about? Is this concussion, Kevin? Chris Hemsworth is the best Hemsworth of the three Hemsworth brothers. You're saying I'm, that I'm Chris talking Hemsworth... purely actor. As a man, I okay, I'll concede to a man. Okay, even as an actor, name one movie that Liam has done that's better than any movie Chris has done. Or Luke. <laughs> okay, or Luke. I just don't see Chris Hemsworth and think like that guy, incredible actor. I think he's just like an awesome. Right, leader. no, but that's not the question. The question is who's the best Chris? That's of fair. Fine, Hemsworth, Evans, well, and Right, Pratt, but to right? me to me, the best Chris is obvious it's Hemsworth, but it's more egregious to think that Liam is anywhere be- better than Chris. <laughs> yeah. All right. The other All Chris's right. are better than Chris Hemsworth. All right. Kevin's concussed. He's not Kevin thinking Kevin has correct. a concussion. He's not thinking straight. What'd you say, Tom? I, I took it in the route of, like, who would you prefer to hang out with? And I think I'd rather hang out with Pratt. I feel like I'd have a better time. I would probably hang out with Chris Pratt Hemsworth. would be a good hang. I think it's Hemsworth. still Hemsworth. It's Hemsworth. And I, I do love Chris Pratt. That's not yeah, he's great. Him. I like all those Chris's. What's the worst Chris? You have to kill a Chris. Which one are you killing? Uh, I have my answer, I think. Yeah. Pine? Yeah. I was thinking Pine. <laughs> I think I'm going Pine. pine. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Chris Pine. At you one should... point, for me, it was Evans. I he didn't had a like hot Evans, streak. But yeah. I kind of... Chris, pine, Chris Pine's in the DC Extended Universe, though, so... But... I also don't like Captain America, so that's why. But Chris Evans has done some stuff outside of the MCU where I really like him. So I think if we're going like the hangout with route, I'd be too afraid to hang out with Hemsworth. I'm afraid he'd just want to hang out in the Australian outback all day. And Sounds like, there's great. There's too many monsters in the outback. That doesn't sound that awesome. Yeah, but he's gonna kill him for you, and then you get to watch his muscles gleam. All right. Sounds like we're getting accusing me of being thirsty. Here. I oh. I never accused you of being thirsty at all. Let's just get uh, that out there. I feel like everyone was. 
Tom was being thirsty. I'm not going to deny it. <clears throat> is that it for the mailbag there, Tom? That is all we got in the mailbag. All right. Well, let's do some movie anniversaries then. Alrighty. Happy five-year anniversary to Goosebumps with Jack Black. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Back on track with our anniversaries. <laughs> <laughs> oh, then Did anyone see sexual. that movie? I no. don't. No. <laughs> what? I don't know. Kevin, you're the only one in this group who would have seen that movie if you've seen The Spy Who Dumped Me. <laughs> That's a good point, yeah. but I didn't have movie pass when I was 14, so... Goosebumps came out five years ago, bro. Five years ago. Oh, I thought it was like 2005. I don't even know. That's that's prime movie pass time. Dude, you are are concussed. Well, that's how you know it's a bad movie. I thought it came out 10 years ago, 10 years earlier than it actually did. That came out five years ago? Five year anniversary. Oh, that's a good point. And Amy is your wife, and you have two cats. What person? One one of those cats is the reason you have a concussion. Percy. Good point. Cinnaboy's arch nemesis. She really is. Happy 10-year anniversary to The Expendables. Hey, I saw I've that seen movie. that movie. Entertaining. Yeah. Uh, and then happy happy 25-year anniversary to Babe. Oh, I love oh, Babe. Oh, wait. Oh. Babe or Babe, Pig, and the City? Oh, Babe. It's Babe. Not oh, Pig okay. in the City. I don't do Pig. I don't do. You know what I love almost as much as Babe? Is Andy Dwyer describing watching Babe. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, okay, well, um, Tom, yeah. thank you for your the, for bringing us the mailbag and giving us some anniversaries. I do have a, a couple honorable mentions if Whoa. you guys have some time. Oh, okay, okay. So I was I'm, I'm pressed for time. I uh, me too. You know, I realized this uh, this week as I was doing some research on these, and you know, we don't typically do 40 year anniversaries, and we missed these back in May. But I thought, you know, 40 is a big milestone, so. Happy 40th to The Empire Strikes Back. Never heard of it. Happy yeah, never what, seen it. <laughs> what, is, what is that? And happy 40th to Friday the 13th. Um, also one of Kevin Bacon's earlier roles. Mm-hmm. Mm. Both are 40 years old, which is crazy. That's cool. That's cool, homie. We should do 40-year-old movies more often, because I've seen both of those. Mm-hmm. And I've heard of, well, actually I haven't heard of Empire Strikes Back, but I've seen uh, Friday the 13th. It's Empire is pretty under the radar. Yeah, yeah, I hear that's a pretty low key movie. It was like mm-hmm. an indie flick. Yeah, Art House. Yeah, cool. Well, thanks, Tom. Thanks for yeah. hey, thanks for going the extra mile. Like, not only did you bring us the mailbag and our regular anniversaries, you're like, hey, I'm gonna really just delve into the annals of history. Ah, <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's right. That's the right word, right? Annals. With uh, the hand motion, yeah, it's even Kevin, worse. Kevin can't see the hand motions, and neither can ah. I. But think of parting the Red Sea. <laughs> um, okay, cool. Stop. Well, anyways, <laughs> if you want to send us a message, if you want us to send us, a, uh, yeah, if you want to send us a message, you can oh email us at thecineboyspodcast at gmail.com. We're on Instagram and Twitter at uh, thecineboys. You can DM us there or just um, you know comment on our posts, which are great. We have really good posts. But yeah, thanks Tom again, and thanks everybody. I hope everybody has a good week. Bob is dead. He killed himself. Okay, that's dark. Bye. Bye. All right, so that's it for this week. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode of The Cineboys. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at thecineboys.com. Cineboys is part of the Cork Bats Podcast Network.